Today on Happy Sad Confused, Lauren Cohan goes from The Walking Dead to the big screen by kicking ass in mile 22. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Happy Sad Confused. Welcome to the podcast where I talk to some of the finest actors and filmmakers out there today. And welcome to Lauren Cohan. Hey, Lauren. Hopefully you're not listening to this. That'd be weird. But Lauren uh, is the guest on this week's show. She is a first-time guest on Happy Sad Confused. Big fan of her work uh, on The Walking Dead. That is the show that really has boosted her career in recent years and has certainly given her new opportunities like Mile 22, this big screen, lean, mean action thriller starring none other than our favorite um, strange best friend of mine. Not really, but we do have a strange bond, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Mark collaborates with filmmaker Peter Berg. I believe it's their fourth big screen collaboration. And this one, unlike the last few, is not based in fact. This is uh, pure fiction and just meant to thrill and entertain you, and it does a very good job of that. It is it is a muscular, nasty kind of piece of action movie, um, as only Peter Berg can do and only Mark Wahlberg can deliver. And Lauren is a very key part of the ensemble uh, of this film, along with Ronda Rousey, John Malkovich is in it. Lots of action, plenty of bang for your buck. Go check out Mile 22. It is out in theaters this Friday. And of course, Lauren and I talk a bunch about Walking Dead and the new opportunities um, at her feet now in her career. Because as you may have heard, uh, she may not be in every single episode of Walking Dead going forward. Yes, shed a tear. But the good news is she's got a new TV show she's working on, uh, I believe, for ABC coming this fall. She will be in The Walking Dead, several episodes of that. And she's got cool new movies like Mile 22. So it's all good, guys. Fear not. Don't worry. Uh, what else to update you on? Oh, big news. Big, big news. Sammy will be happy to hear this. She knows it. I saw Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I'm going to save the bulk of that conversation for when Sammy's around because I know she wants to really get into it. But uh, I felt like everybody was talking about it. And I needed to get in on the zeitgeist movie of the moment, Mamma Mia. And uh, you know what? It's fun. It's fun. It is what it is. It delivers what you want out of it. Like I said, I'll hold my um, thoughtful, extensive review for when Sammy is around. Uh, beyond that, I remain a big fan of Black Klansman. If you're looking for a provocative yet entertaining piece of cinema, the latest from Spike, uh, Spike Lee. Uh, and I would also recommend uh, this Friday uh, in limited release, I believe, is a great new movie I saw at Sundance. Um, starring Rose Byrne and Ethan Hawke and Chris O'Dowd called Juliet Naked. And it's, um, I believe it's based on a story by Nick Hornby and it's delightful. Uh, I'm going to check it, check it out again because I thought it, it was, it was especially a great like palate cleanser at Sundance because it was not like everything else. It wasn't not a sad relationship drama. It's, um, it's kind of more in the rom-com, uh, side of things though. You know, we're not talking how to lose a guy in 10 days. We're talking Nick Hornby rom-com. So sophisticated, smart and funny and sweet. So I definitely recommend that one. Juliet naked, seek it out. Uh, and I think that's all for my recommendations this week, except my last important recommendation, listen to this podcast. Uh, and remember to review rate and subscribe to happy sack Confused on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, spread the good word and enjoy this conversation with the lovely and talented Warren Cohen. There's no official introduction, Warren. 
we're just doing this. This is, do you feel it? I it, prefer it, that. It just started. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it started five minutes ago when I said, can I go to the bathroom and can I have a glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got that gold on tape too. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good to see you though. How you doing? I know. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we both, I think just survived Comic-Con. I was going to ask you. I missed yeah. you there, but, um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I, it, it took something out of me. It always takes a little something out of me. I think it 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 kind of it dries your throat out, and it, it but it, it it affects you in a way that you don't expect, and it's incredibly exhilarating the whole time. And then you just sort of get home and and hibernate. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's just like I mean, from bo- from both ends, from yes. my end of things and yours, like it's just a lot of sensory input. And um, you know, for you, they're running you around. For me, I'm like basically sitting on a couch for three days talking to like. 800 people so yeah. it's like mental gymnastics trying to keep your your energy high for each person yeah, well, and, and the same for you to, yeah. to try to deliver like you don't want to you know you want to give everybody what they need yes um yeah. so that takes a a mental if not a physical toll yeah i think it's i think it's Honestly, like I do run on adrenaline mm-hmm. when I'm there and you do get excited i think the best part about comic-con is that you know, you're doing all the funny media stuff, right. but you're also meeting the fans, which is really the point of Comic-Con. Yes. And I'm so glad that we, I mean, specifically with Andy, that we sort of like save certain announcements just for the fans, because it really does feel like as big as it is, it's kind of like our sacred space with our fans. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're kind of, um, yeah, I feel in, in many ways you get like rejuvenated by meet and greets and then yeah. do. And then you could walk into like a weird, like, like yeah. the Yahoo suite where you have streamers or something. Yeah. Like you're doing your like props. Or core. you're in crazy heels and the boat's rocking and <laughs> um, on, on the, whichever the yacht is. And right, the, the IMDb funny, thing, yeah. The IMDb one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we need to get a boat one of these years. They just keep me like, like in a windowless. Cloistered. And, yeah, basically. Yeah. I've never, I, I've gone years without going on into the convention floor. No complaints. It's great. I was going to say, that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what was the first? The, did you go the, immediately after you joined Walking Dead? Um, yeah, the fir- I think is the first one I did. No, the first one I did was San Diego Comic Con. And then the same year I did, or I guess it would, would have been the following um, winter, we did the New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. first one was San Diego, and that was, you know, uh, the best thing that Andy said to me, actually, um, Andrew Lincoln said, was. Um, We've done the work. We've made the show. Just dare to be boring because when you sit there and you really try to sell something that people already love, it's just forced. It's not necessary. And right. um, and it was it was a relief. I think he really said it more for my benefit just to kind of calm my nerves. It's like we don't need to go up there and be sensational. You know, we're just right. – it's just our time to connect. And So you're going to be super people. boring the next 35 minutes is what you're telling I'm me? I'm hoping that <laughs> without being on camera maybe it won't be – yeah. <laughs> I just need you to do wacky voices, <laughs> impressions. Well, okay. <laughs> yes. God, in the first five minutes. Now hey. we're good. Now we can relax. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've never had this kind of uh, time to talk. So there's a lot to talk about. I saw Mile 22 yesterday. Uh, that kicked off my day in a very intense way. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah. let, let's just, since we have some time, uh, let's talk background. Okay. So where'd you grow up? I grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And... Uh, if the if the trailer announcer was doing this, it'd be like, she's a child of two worlds, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, so you moved to uh, the UK, what, when you're like 13, 14? 13, I moved to the UK, yeah. Perf- my mom is British. My dad is 
not British, American. <laughs> so the, the perfect age for any kid to move is when you're right, like just smack dab getting into your teenage years. Yep. That's not right? traumatic at all. No, you almost sold me on the idea when I <laughs> took like, it as yeah, sincere. Wait a I was like, yeah, why didn't I like it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, it was, was it a, a shock to the system? I think it was a. I'm not going to lie. I was dragged, kicking and screaming to move, and then ultimately glad that we did but it's it's funny as time goes on too and as you sort of see things in perspective of you know being glad for the exposure and for becoming adaptable because of it it makes me feel differently about that time but the truth was like didn't want to go felt really attached to you know my life obviously you're a teenager and you're 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 building your roots with your friends and your hobbies and um and then and I see the whole thing. I almost remember that whole time period, as I'm sure we can all kind of relate to in the pictures that I took to sure. that. Yeah, and yeah. then building the stories around like, oh, that friendship group. Oh, you know, school uniform versus like the way that I dressed as a 13 year old in America, which is um, so funny because I have a friend with an Instagram feed that compared that one post she made was um compared 14 year olds of her generation, mm-hmm. our generation and 14 year olds of today and how much more put together 14 year olds are right now. Because like <laughs> her, the one drawing was like braces, acne, bad hair dye, overplucked eyebrows and East pack with puffy paint. Um, you know, the whole, the gamut of, uh, of, of teenage and, and adventure. Today it's like all for a, a glorified photo shoot at all times. Like today it's, is it's photo like, ready. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so what was life like, uh, in New Jersey, like uh, up until 13, uh, were you coming into the city a lot? Like what were you? No, I was in New Jersey. I was just totally a suburban kid. Mm-hmm. We had, um, a house with a yard that backed up onto the swim club, which was a dream. It was just like a little swim club kid. Um, and I had three young, I still have three younger siblings. My parents separated and they made two families. So mm-hmm. we have, uh, five younger, I have five younger siblings in total. Um, but yeah, so just like a really, really cool upbringing. You know, my best, my neighbor was my best friend. Um, we'd walk to school together. It was, you know, regular. Did, did you fit into the, the stereotype of like oldest child? Like usually uh-huh. that's the responsible one, uh, overachiever a bit or. I, yeah. Well, okay. Or maybe I mean, I've got the no, wrong stereotypes. You're, you're not. You're not. It's the, they're both really two provocative adjectives. So the first one, I think I felt I was responsible, which translated to just kind of bossiness when I was a <laughs> teenager and a young teen, yeah. um, which my siblings can all attest to. And then, um, oh, overachiever, definitely. I think I'm just starting to give myself a break on what I consider an achievement. Right. Um and relaxing a bit more about what that has to be and look like and everything. Healthy. Yeah. Healthier. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Give yourself a break. Yeah. Like if you're not enjoying it, then it's not an achievement. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So what, how did that manifest early on? If it wasn't, I assume it wasn't mm, acting at first. Mm. Like what was it competitive? Was it in sports? Was I'm it just going to keep talking about swimming. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Swimcast. Yeah. Um, swimming and, um, Spelling. I was a little spelling bee kid. Um, Competitive, I took like like the like the whole like spelling bee thing. The spelling and... bee people. Yeah, yeah. That's, I a, actually, that's an interesting. World. I think I only did one bigger competition, but I was sort of like a, you know, I was just an obsessive reader and and spell checker with with my work at school. I mean, it was really cool. <laughs> but I am proud of that actually. Um, one thing that was funny that I remember was going to the book fair at our school and trying to read a babysitter's club book that was out of my age range and charming the bookseller to let me buy it. Um, 
even though it was, you know, and she probably didn't want that because of the content, not because of the grandma. It right. was like, <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this one. You're not ready to talk about. <laughs> I'm totally ready. Base. Let me do. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My mom insisted that I got this one. <laughs> it's for the vocabulary, not the sexual content. Yeah, exactly. Not the stories about boys. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but that was the. What was the other thing I was just going to say about? Oh, was swimming uh, and spelling and, and another S. Um, Swami Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> good good back. Um, I can say you mo- you moved to uh, where, where did you move to in uh, London? Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, in Surrey. Surrey so okay. we moved first, and we went to an American school, and then, but that was only for a short amount of time. We actually lived in this little bed and breakfast in Isha, Isha. Um, and then we moved to, and then we moved to Weybridge. And then my parents, when I was in university, started to move to Spain. Um, and then I stayed in England. And did so? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's curious because, like, e- even today, accent-wise, yeah, 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 you're like you. <laughs> you're somewhere in between, right? Like you can hear it in some places and not, and you can, I, I guess, like toggle the dial where you need to. Yeah. It's the temperature in the shower dial, basically. Yeah. So is it is it kind of the classic thing where like if you're around Brits, it goes up or if you're When I even think about the time period in which my accent transitioned, Mm. my accent transitions. Like just then when I was thinking about the towns and when you first move there and what you say and then going in like just the the piecemeal kind of morphing that happened between 13 and 25 or whatever it totally. was. Yeah. And so we're, okay. So that, 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 those are key ages at 13 and 14, like, and especially like in, in a lot of different respects. Um, let's talk like from pop culture sensibility wise, like were you kind of like a weird am- amalgamation of American and British TV? Like what were you into back yeah. then? Yeah. I think, um, were you watching Saved by the Bell or Doctor Who? Like, you know, like, yeah, I wasn't, I, I think part of also being the oldest child, I was not really a, allowed to watch that much TV. Yeah. And then of course all the rules changed. No sugary cereal or TV cut to the youngest kid, whatever the heck you want to do, totally. which You're I, I understand. Just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Just, just eat. <laughs> um, What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Um, now you sent me on a tangent of the worst that can happen. (laughs) No. Uh, yeah. So we had, I was more thinking about bands. I was thinking it was just like Alanis Morissette, Nirvana, all these different things. And then when I got to England, the TV shows, I remember just neighbors was like the after school. So, and then, um, television shows. I actually like, even when I was in, the USA, I read a lot of Enid Blyton at my mom's suggestion and insistence yeah. because that was her upbringing was English. And um, and then I remember still like reading a lot of that when I came over and then in television terms, loving like the BBC dramas, like I really got into that pretty, pretty quickly. Gotcha. And I'm just blanking on everything right now. But um and what about, um, I mean, do you have earliest memory? Like, were you, were you into like film at or going to the movies or was, did that kind of come with the, the love of acting? Like, did that kind of like inspire you to kind of go out and seek that stuff out? Probably. Oh man. I was for some reason in this moment as a kid, all I can remember is the little mermaid. And that was, if you want to start singing. Yeah. Right. This stuff, isn't it neat? Oh. Um, uh, wouldn't you think, Mike? Anyway, and <laughs> she did just see Mean Girls, so she's got musicals. On and the I brain. did just see Mean Girls. I have musicals. On the brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think I had definitely. Uh, uh, 
I did. I just didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't grow up feeling like I was super exposed to film and television. And I wonder, in a way, if that um, makes it all the more fun now because I really feel like I'm always kind of unveiling more things that I hadn't. Right. You know, I went through this phase. Probably like a lot of people when I was 21, where I went and watched all every TCM movie. You know what I mean? Totally. I just like I felt like I imbibed the classics in 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 a, in a heavy sense. Yeah, I did that um, one. I remember I did like the AFI top 100 list, like yes. one like summer. I was like, I'm just gonna like go through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's funny because now I have this time off, and I have a few weeks until I have to go do something else. And I was like, all I want to do is like go in the pool and watch movies and have an actual summer because it's summertime. And I was like, this is just like, you know, this is a strange thing. I want to go anywhere. Strange thing to actually have time on your hands and not be focused on the next thing. You have Mm -hmm. a a second to breathe. Yes. A second to breathe. And for a hot second, um, well, people that know me will laugh. Well, you're going to go to the TV show really soon. The new show. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. We start in, I have to be there uh, about the end of, August and then we start filming at the beginning of September. So it's going to be, and then from then it's about seven months straight of, you know, and it'll be more of a workload because there's already only five central characters in the whole show. And Scott and I are going to be doing a lot of, a lot. So this is, this is Scott Foley. This Mm. is Whiskey Cavalier, which has Mm -hmm. maybe the best title of the, of the fall show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that a character in the show? Is that the organization you work for? What is Whiskey Cavalier? That's a character in the show. So we all have code names and Scott's character, Scott Foley's character is Whiskey Cavalier. Okay. Um, Will Chase is his name. And then my character is Frankie Trowbridge and her name is Fiery Tribune. (laughs) And um, so it became this funny game of like taking people's initials. So you're Josh Horowitz. So just hot cakes <laughs> or something. Cause clearly I was I'm not, really good at this Maybe game. I was not meant to be a spy is, is my takeaway. <laughs> or no, justice. Justice would be a good thing in there. Yeah, I clearly am a justice yeah. hot cakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my stripper name, by the way. <laughs> justice <laughs> hot cakes. That was my previous life. Very yeah. unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, we'll work Give on it, it up all. on the main stage for justice hot cakes. <laughs> Anybody? No? Okay. <laughs> He'll try again tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. He'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wait, where the hell were we? For justice. <laughs> exactly. Give it up. Um, so, okay. So, uh, so, what, so when did acting uh, enter the picture? Is this in high school? Uh, mm. Is it just like a frivolous thing at first or what? I auditioned for Bugsy Malone in high school and I got a pot in the chorus. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't remember what I sang. Either sang a Coke commercial or a Mariah Carey song, or Little Mermaid, actually, ironically enough. <laughs> but I just remember, I distinctly remember deciding between the three of them. Anyway, so, uh, or thinking about the three of them, I obviously don't remember the decision. So They're all the same, basically. They're all the same, basically. <laughs> um, and then in university, I did a lot of plays, and that was eye-opening to me, because I had basically, I studied English, drama, and psychology, mm-hmm. and... I studied drama more from the academic side of things and then auditioned for plays also and thought, oh, God, this is fun. And when you're actually like thrust into the moment, you you sort of, it's freeing and you just react and, and yeah. have, you know, as anybody who's done anything live would attest to, it's, um, it's, a it's rush. pretty cool. It's yeah. a rush, yeah. And you can kind of definitely get bitten by the bug um or bite the bug as i like to say incorrectly um and uh, you had it right and then you went back and said but i'm gonna say it the way i usually say it incorrectly now. yeah 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 you got through like, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you 
yourself a break. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I can. I'm a firstborn. <laughs> Three days ago, I said this incorrectly. I'm just going to remind people yeah. in case they weren't around. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't witnessing the mistake, you get it now. Um, um, did you, I mean, was there immediate kind of uh, gratification and success? I mean, did you have kind of like validation from people early on? Because that I often ha- spurs yeah. people on. I had validation from my director on a Molly Air play that we did. And she said, um, she said, I never pushed you in rehearsal. I'm going to push you now. Because once we did our opening night, there was there were things that she had wanted to see in rehearsal. And I just I was understanding her and I was hearing her and I was just sort of digesting all of it. Yeah. And I think when it came to opening night, the whatever it is that happens when live performance happens, that just they just kind of clicks. And then you're like, oh, this is what it is and why. And, you know, yeah. um, so that happened and that was a really good experience. And I mean, the the amount of like tomfoolery and accidents that happen in, 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 in live theater is so fun. And I just haven't done it in a really long time now is what I'm reminiscing in my yeah. mind. But, um, is, yeah. Is there, is there a, is there a, like a, a fondness for that? You like a, that again, that kind of living on the edge of live theater where anything can happen that where costumes fall apart, yeah. where people miss their lines, where you miss your line, where you are laughing at something and you just lose you know, and are you, totally at, it sounds like you're kind of at, right. Exactly. So yeah. you're at a stage where you're kind of like romanticizing that, which might've been stressful at the time, but also cool. But now it's like, that'd be kind of cool yeah. at some point to do again, I would yeah. imagine. Right. Thousand percent. And yeah. I, I do look at the, it's a feat. You know what I mean? Like when I go and see a show now, I'm like, wow, that's so much energy and sustained energy over yeah. long runs. And, um, it inspires me, but most of all, it's just impresses the hell out of me. Yeah. No, I this, I've been talking about this, uh, cause I've seen a couple of like epic productions recently. I saw like angels in America, right? Oh, I want to see it so bad. It's amazing. Yeah. And, um, it's like seven and a half hours and it's like, it doesn't even like, you know, sometimes like you can, you know, as a, with someone that's acted a little bit for silly sketches here and there, you can watch somebody be like, okay, I can see how I could approximate whatever, but it's mm. like, then it's like a superhuman feat. You go to another level. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know how you can put all of that into your body and brain. Yeah. These repertory com- or like with his doc materials that I saw that in London, I yeah. just remember thinking like, how do you keep it all in your brain? And then there's the beautiful part when you watch a play too, where you just think like, you know, I don't have to remember the continuity because I just get to live it from start to finish. And, you know, be surprised every night by, by new things we find. And, you know, that's obviously upside, but I am always really, really wowed by the, uh, the energy. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So first film, correct me if I'm wrong. That's Casanova. First film is actually Alexander the Great from Macedonia. Okay. Yeah. I'm not it never familiar came with out. that work. There's a reason. <laughs> I felt like there was a, yeah. I was not uh, being good at my job for once. No, 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 no. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's, uh, that was not the uh, it was a Stone biopic. Alexander. No, but it was created at the same time. I think there was a third Alexander themed. I do remember there were competing productions. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was never, I say there was a reason because it never came out so Got it's it. not like uh it's 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 unfinished but i'm sure it will find its way out because it's uh <laughs> there's a couple people in there that have now um become a little bit well known who's in there sam hewen from oh, outlander i'm good seeing sam next mine. week yeah yeah, yeah. He's the best. <laughs> bring it up <laughs> i definitely will Do I'm or don't, it's up to oh, you. i definitely will <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um but we had we had a really good time Did you see sam as a batman on stage ever no i know <laughs> 
right? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so that one sadly never saw the light of day, though I'm going to start digging it up right now after this interview. Oh, I shouldn't have said uh, it, actually. <laughs> I'm going to get on the internet and talk to some people. Yeah. Um, uh, but Casanova's cool. I mean, that's yeah. Lassie Hallstrom, mm-hmm. of course, Heath. Uh, what do you remember of that production? The first day, definitely yeah. the first day. Um, we shot in Venice. Um, Italy, just to be clear. Um, and California's lovely too. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, the, fir- the first day was, uh, you know, the, in the scene, I'm sort of this like nun that gets this night out, this sort of secret night out with Casanova. And um, it was so much fun. I basically was just fed like sweet treats by Heath Ledger. And <laughs> it was a dream for any It actor. was a dream, you yeah. know what I mean? But getting the pot was super exciting it was that moment of like when i when i had the phone call um i jumped on my bed i screamed and squealed and jumped on my bed and um yeah i I don't know it was it was it was really fantastic and i remember uh when i auditioned for the movie i went and did my tape and the casting director priscilla jones um I had like a little bit of a snaggle tooth on the bottom of my mouth and she sent me to her dentist and she said, go and fix this and come back to me this afternoon. And so I had like the quickest dental work you've ever seen. She's like, this is, this is, you know, it's a Disney movie and it's for America and da, da, da. And, uh, and so I did and it was so surreal. And then I booked the movie and I'm sure it wasn't just because of my dental work, but it was kind of <laughs> no, like something out of like my fair lady. It's like, I mean, we're going to have to make you over just a tiny bit to turn you into the movie star. Yeah. It was a bit like that. Yeah. But it was cute because it was, it was sort of really distracting and I don't know if it matters now. And I definitely don't have perfect teeth, you know? I was going to say, it's hard for me to talk to you right now because I know, it's just like so monstrous in front of me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Heath was a lovely person. Yeah. I, I had a, chat to, uh, uh, a chance to chat with him, sadly, uh, just a few months before he passed. And um, you could even sense there, he was just like a, a fascinating, um, yeah. thoughtful guy. Really curious guy, too. Yeah. And really playful mm-hmm. playful is like the best way I feel to describe him in my experience with him on that movie because he was so I don't know I just always felt like he was like running from Lassa running back into the scene had another idea um warm just as, as everybody knows just yeah. like a really warm and beautiful man yeah yeah um probably just as many fond memories for Van Wilder the rise of Taj. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna know it. I don't. You, you, I meant to <laughs> you say are, you're gonna know it, Josh. What? You know a, it. I'm just gonna say that's a British thing. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm gonna> go. <laughs> I'll be correcting that one in tomorrow's podcast interview. <laughs> She's doing a lot of press, guys. The caffeine's kicking in. It's you're okay. You're gonna know it. <laughs> if not today. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to start to use it. Oh, yeah. Everybody's doing it. Warren says it all the time. It's so fetch. <laughs> it's so fetch. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Fond memories of Van That Wilder. was another one with fond memories. Really? Yeah. It was really cool. We shot part of the movie in Winchester, which is where I had, like, almost just graduated college. Right. And, um... So the, a lot of people who were background artists on this school were people that were two years below me in mm-hmm. school or who were aspiring actors and were like, I go to school here. I was like, stay in school. <laughs> so it was cool. Um, and Cal Penn is awesome. Yeah. And we had fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So you, so you know, by by this time, like you know, you're you're getting steady work. It seems like mm-hmm. you're bouncing around different TV shows and stuff, a couple films here and there, uh, and just jumping ahead. Like, where were you at when Walking Dead mm, comes around? Yeah. Were you in a good place? Were you up for a lot of cool things? Did, was that like? Did that feel like this is gonna do it? This is gonna change things? Where were you? Where was your head? I'd been enough. I'd been, I guess, through the process enough to know to not rely on anything. Right. Not maybe I hadn't fully actualized that information or that fact, but I sort of thought like, kind of just just try and do that throwing it away thing. Like when you leave an audition, you try not to. Right. And this was actually not even an audition in uh, in a casting office because I was in I was home at that time. I was in England and I um, when I did the very first tape and then I did a callback tape for it and I was at a wedding in Ireland in Kilkenny and. Um, so there was even more reason to make the tape and throw it away and get on with life and go and go sure. to these party, go to the wedding and the party. Um, so I did that and I had done like some recurring guest stars, a number of things with the CW and some fun one-offs here and there, but I hadn't, um, and I had done a pilot that could have been a long running thing. And I was going to say, I, I, I love just like the log line for, I said, it was heavenly. Which, oh, yeah. which is just like a classic, like crazy. crazy TV show, like log line. It's like you, what was it? It was like a it's, partnership. It's an, between... It was an angel law firm. I don't even know. <laughs> Let's make it up though. Like, it's it's a, you, you were an attorney, I believe uh, that was teamed up with an angel. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to watch it. <laughs> I will say but though, it was really good. I, I was going to say, I was like kind of laughing at it at first. Yeah. And then I noticed that Mimi leader like directed the exactly. pilot. Who's like yeah. a serious uh, director. So, uh, it sounds cool. Actually. We were really <laughs> honestly surprised that. That it didn't get, but I mean, that was also the first pilot I had ever done. So I was just like, cool. So we make pilots and then they go to series. Right, and then that's how I'll it see works. in six years. And then yeah. we, <laughs> um, and it was a great experience. Where do we, oh, we shot in Vancouver. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was super fun. And then, so when walking down, and I think that that sort of prepared me and conditioned me for like, okay, cool. So don't hide on to it. Right. And you know, look, this is just another thing. But I do remember distinctly that when I read the sides that I got for Maggie, I thought, this is easy. And I didn't kind of overthink it for once. And I sort of absorbed it really quickly and put it away. And it made a lot of sense to me and it piqued my interest. And I didn't know the first season at that point. And um, so I had made this tape and it was Frank Darabont who, how can you not be incredibly inspired? And so I just sort of felt like, okay, well, at some, on some level at that point, it either is or it isn't with, with characters, I started to get that. And I had, you know, my aunt and uncle who I had stayed with in LA when I first moved there were like, it's a numbers game. People say it, but it's really true. And right. it really is. And you just got to just keep kind of going. So anyway, when Walking Dead happened, it did come as a really nice surprise. And then there's always these kind of like slow and then accelerated parts of audition processes. And that was one that had a really, you know, a couple callbacks yep. I say callbacks remotely with the tapes and then this really accelerated uh, sort of end period where they were like we're gonna bring you in test chem- uh, chemistry test with Steven and we're gonna fly you here and, da, da, da. and I was like okay and I said no we're gonna fly you to Atlanta and you're gonna play the role and we'll see you the day after tomorrow right, and, well, I was and like, we're gonna start 36 hours after that <laughs> yeah, <What>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, had there been was there one that like you had put a lot of hopes and dreams on before Walking Dead that felt like that was gonna be the one that audition was yeah I, I i felt a little bit i can't even tell you if there was one but i did feel a bit worn down i remember reading i don't remember if it was amy adams or 
someone else I really admire who mm. talked about thinking about leaving. And I look back now and I'm like, wow, you were a baby then. You'd barely been doing it any amount of time. And you were like, I'm going to stop with this, you know, pursuit of this business. And it was like, you, you just like, put your baby toe in the door, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I did at the time feel some sense of like, oh, this is hot. It's, 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 it's I mean, We talk about it all the sometimes. time, but it's a crazy business that's just built on like even the most successful actors in the early going are rejected mm. 90% of the time. Like, yeah. And it's just like, you have to have, it's easier said than done. You, I, like, as you've been saying, like you have to, at a certain point for self preservation, let it go or else yeah. you're going to drive yourself insane. And to and not you, take a personal, oh, you're gonna and say? it's going to compromise your own work too. You're going to get in your own head too much. And the whole thing about acting, right. Is to kind of just like be relaxed. And if you're always thinking like, wait, should I have, uh, do they need a blonde or brunette? Am I, am I, you know, it's yeah. like all, yeah. that's all going to operate against you. There's a really funny thing on YouTube. I think it might even be called the audition and it's this girl and she goes in and they say, Oh, we were looking for somebody with, um, short hair or with this hair with this and in the video she just starts like just shaving her head <laughs> and cutting that. her head and it's really funny sounds disturbing too yeah <laughs> and, and then also in Mulholland Drive the way Naomi Watts has um her audition scene and her struggle it's like ah it's like almost like oh it's it's uncomfortable because it's so real and it's just right there's a reason why so that's like a horror sometimes movie sometimes when yeah. I look back on like the desperation that you felt of like how can I be what do I do what do you need <laughs> and then it's like oh my god Amazing. Yeah. So you 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 joined Walking Dead season two, mm-hmm. um, and by that time already, like I mean, it's it's been well documented. There was some tumult in that on that yeah. thing from Frank leaving, etc. Um, well, that was the episode I started. Oh, really? Was when it happened. So booked the gig, went to the show, moved to Georgia, and then uh, I was just sharing the story this morning. It was like two days in, and it, we were all kind of like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so that's kind of weird because, like, did it feel? And it's it's a show that, like, I guess by its nature, um, has a cyclical um, aspect to it. People leave the show, people die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also happened behind the scenes a bit too, right? There's been kind of an evolution of the showrunners, et cetera, over the years. Um, has it? I mean, you know, you you have little to compare it to because you've never been on something of that scale and mm-hmm, for that duration. Mm-hmm. But is your sense that Walking Dead in in most respects is going to always be a unique experience for you? I first, I want to speak to the 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 cyclical yes. thing because you just sort of made me think that much in the same way that you know Andy has been, has given everything to the show for so long. It's such a huge beast. Yeah. It really isn't something that I think one person could take and lead and, and sort of spearhead for for such a sustained period of time. And I think that's really also the case with our showrunners because you see, I mean, it's, 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 this, it's beautiful. It's like we get to like turn another page in this universe. Right. So, I mean, it really is just turning yeah. another page in the universe. Um, and then, oh, now what, what was the second part of your question? No, it's okay. I mean, now you're getting at it a little bit, just yeah. sort of like the, the, the nature of the evolution of the show, both behind the scenes for, and for the actors. It's, it's a, it's a unique circumstance for yeah. any actor, I would imagine, to be part of something like that. Yeah. Because you do sort of live it in real time. Right. You live the conditioning to the style of the show and the style of a uh, of a 
of a, of a drama like that, the exposure that it has across the world, the well, I'm kind it, of missing my own point here. No, no, but. no, no, no. I, I, I got you. And I, I think part of it also is just the microscope you guys are under, which, you know, goes into what should have been, you know, private conversations. Like, were you taken aback when kind of like the renegotiation thing became a thing? Mm. And like, I wasn't taken aback by, was I taken aback by the news about it? I think, I think for the most part, I just thought there's so many things well, invariably as well, media and news is interested in like the funny parts of stuff. Like, you know, what do you eat? Right. You know, what, 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 how much weight do you lift? And are you single? Do you plan on having a baby? Like the things that really aren't about the job that right. anything that I would assume to be uninteresting is going to suddenly become really interesting. Right. So that's not a surprise Yes, because the, 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 the mundane nature of, of a, of a professional in any industry negotiating a contract isn't really that interesting, but it is interesting when it's a show that's that big and yes. when it's somebody potentially leaving a show. So I was um, not surprised, but I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that's the nature of the job, you know? Have you been shooting your episodes for the season already? Have you been? Yes, yeah. we shot, we shot, I think the show's now on episode eight. They're right in the middle of episode eight. Um, Maggie's in this season through to episode six that we know so far. Okay. I'm definitely keeping an open dialogue. We all are like, you know, I don't die, but, right. um, I hate saying Just that. Maggie doesn't Maggie, pass away. Maggie goes on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the, the, her, her presence is very much alive in right. the show and, and you'll, people will see how we play with time and shift time, which was Got already it. the plan for season nine. Um, and with such a huge, like a huge breadth of um, new storytelling um, ways that Angela brings this year, it's it's funny. Andy and I both joked about this feeling, like right at the beginning, and how appropriate it was to. I mean, he's really, really leaving. Sure. He's really leaving the TV series. I must like emphasize that point. But uh, to sort of start as you began, there's something sweet and complete yeah. about that. I caught up with. Um two of your Mad Men co-stars, uh, Norman and Jeffrey, they're, they're yeah. psychologically unwell, as you know. Uh, of course, yeah, of course, they're, of course. They're, they're, they're not, not right in the head. Yeah. But, uh, but they're a blast to but talk to for way. me. Yeah, in the yeah. best way. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they wear their sunglasses at like seven in the morning, they get up and they just they're put their so sunglasses cute. on. But they're also specs. Like, mm -hmm. I know Jeff's are actually his specs. So I he's like, I'm not trying to be cool. I'm trying to actually, there. like, see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they were saying exactly what you were saying. I think that uh, Angela's brought, like, a new interesting energy. Yeah, right? yeah. It's good. And it's good. It's like every, everything's been good. What Scott did is beautiful. And then Angela brings it just to a, you know, and she's been with the show since the beginning. And she, what I really love is that I get to do so much with my co-stars that, we, we, we were in separate camps kind of leading our separate camps for a couple of years. And right. now it's like, you know, let's bring all the leaders of the camp together for these sort of philosophical head to heads. Uh, let's talk a little mile 22, yeah. the, the relaxing rom-com that is mile yeah. 22. Oh my God. Lauren. <laughs> that you woke it? you up yesterday, <laughs> you right? <laughs> yes, I did. I saw uh, it on Monday. <laughs> yeah. It's intense, man. It's like a lean, mean, like it's got, it's, it, it's funny in parts, but like for the most part, it's just kind of like a ride. Like it's a yeah. relentless ride. It is lean. Yeah, I like that. I like it, it. It's it like 9,500 minutes and I'm that's like great. It's like my sweet spot for like, sometimes you can overstay your welcome. Yep. Um, yep. So, you know, 
I'm, I'm very familiar with all these guys. I have a very bizarre relationship with Mark Wahlberg. He's the most unlikely friendship in my life. Oh, because fun. I, because I have nothing in common with him whatsoever. But I know, because Mark <laughs> is like that. He has this, like, his friend collection. I, I love it. I love the people that I meet through him that, like, turn up at set. It's like, there's a buddy of mine. I met him here. Not that yeah, no, you're no. bizarre, but, well, yeah, no, I, just hear, a, I hear what I, you're saying. I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also keeps, like, friends from, like, this is my friend who's been my friend since eight years old. He's going to be with me the rest of the shoot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... You uh, intensely physical role, uh, as you would expect from this kind of a film. Um, is that you being th- literally thrown against walls? <laughs> there is some contribution, a very uh, a substantial contribution from Tamiko Brownlee, okay. who's my stunt. Uh, I don't even like saying stunt girl, stunt woman, stunt person. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it is seamless. Uh, I felt for you good, and your stunt good. person. But there's a ton of fighting that we do, and the 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 choreography of that was. Um, it's. It's fun. I've overused that word, but the the scrappiness of Alice was the most kind of I don't even know the word for it, but great to dig into because she has all these different fight styles. But where we see her in that scene, she's out of um, weapons and options and. Um, basically is just sort of this feral animal. Totally. So getting to switch over into, into pure beast right. was what made us, I mean, we rehearsed so much mostly just because it was kind of awesome. I got to do jujitsu and, and all this different stuff that I don't get the chance to do and hand to hand combat, especially with somebody four times my size. Right. Salah. Yeah. So it was bad you a memorable saw day. <laughs> yeah so i mean and it's interesting like i mean you've been you know walking dead takes a lot of time mm-hmm. as well whiskey cavalier so yeah. it's like you you only have so many options like just by virtue of time mm-hmm. for what you can do in film yeah um and this is kind of one of the first kind of i feel like high profile projects that you've been able to do right yeah um like what you know what are you looking for like because you know i could i can imagine like why they kind of came to you yeah for something like this um but i also imagine you want to explore other sides like what, yeah. what aren't you getting what's the what, let's put the the beacon out the light out for the yeah. scripts that you're the kind of parts that you're not receiving the the thing appealing for me for mile 22 was pete's vision yeah. and i love his movies and i feel like to do whatever else i want to do i want to be in safe hands to just to bring my strength and let go and and know i'm gonna be honestly to know that there's going to be an amazing picture at the end of it that right. i would want to watch and it was so exciting. I mean, it was so exciting. The process of like reading that movie and thinking about that movie and making that movie. And, and, and I feel that sense of, you know, I, as, as action and intense driven mile 22 is to, to get in the mindset of Alice who doesn't have the liberty of any, this isn't just survivalism. This is literally like actively, inhabiting this very rigid mindset of negating emotion, negating all other parts of life, but still having to, you know, you have to tend to it, but you can't let it overwhelm you. And, yeah, because we're seeing, seeing even the in the outset that, that yeah. she's she's living another life. Like, I mean, she's has a family life that she's trying to kind of somehow keep going. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, having this intense and it was brittle. I mean, it's like it's a, it's a brittle um, sort of rub to be in that space for yeah. the movie and, and, and not to sort of 
yeah, she just sort of like, it's, it's tight and it's dry and it's funny and it's, and it's sharp and smart and all kinds of, it explores just so many things that, um, I think that the, yeah, I, I don't know, but, it, but yeah. to say like, what else I want to do from there, it's like yeah, what's the palate to inhabit, inhabit, to inhabit a role. I mean, definitely to do comedy. It's, it's, it's always been amusing, no pun intended to me that I do so much drama, but also a pleasure to discover that I can, because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't sort of what lit the flame for me. Those, the theater and the plays and stuff that I talked to you about starting with were all comedies. And right. it was, it's that improvisational nature that attracts me to projects. Yeah. And the people, I mean, I honestly, I just, I love being in that nucleus. Like I love being in the family unit where you just like, you know, you can just like, just kind of like throw it and bring it and, and not just to be in it, but to bring that and to bring that sort of safety net for all of your colleagues. And, and so in, in that respect, I feel that I, there's sort of no territory that I'm not interested in exploring. Um, but you know, caustic, acerbic, witty drama would be comedy drama would be great <laughs> well uh, look uh your buddy sam hewan has done some really stupid sketches with me so you're welcome anytime if you okay. want to tickle the funny bone and do something that will compromise your your good image yeah you're yeah, welcome yeah, yeah, anytime. yeah. <laughs> um uh so you're starting up whiskey cavalier mm-hmm. pretty soon yep um shot the pilot i assume that's yeah. all yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot the pilot. We had a month in Prague, oh, beautiful nice. Prague, and now are we go you, and shoot the series. It? Yeah. Are, are you shooting it all over, or where are you shooting it? Shooting it primarily in Prague. Originally, oh, it was going to be over here, and it just looks so flipping cool yeah. that um, that's going to set it apart immediately. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, well, it's been awesome to, to to chat today. We've got mile twenty two. Everybody, check it out. Uh, it's it's like you know, it's like it's like Mission Impossible without all that glossy stuff. It's like the real deal. It right? is. It is. It's gritty Mission Impossible and funny. It is. It's got yeah. yeah it's, it's got some relief in there too. Um, you need it a little bit. Um, as I said, you're welcome here anytime. Thanks, Josh. What's the new catchphrase? What's the um? um I, I'm gonna get you, sucker. No. What oh, is it? Oh, you're gonna. Uh, you're gonna. You're get, gonna know it. No. <laughs> That's Lauren Cohen with You're Gonna Know It, her new single. Uh, It's good to see Lauren. You too. Thanks. (laughs) And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 